0: Hey guys, and welcome to Between the Pints. I am not your host, Aaron Gore, aka The Ginger Ninja. I am the other host, Ryan Moses, aka The Beer Counselor. I'm doing the intro this week for two reasons. One, it's my first time back in the podcast saddle in a while, and I wanted to reintroduce myself. Two, I screwed up the actual intro we did to this episode, so it's unusable. It's mostly just clicks and static. So, this episode was recorded at the third annual Beard of Him Festival for the Pink Boots Society. This year, it was held at Highland Brewing in Asheville, North Carolina. Beer to Film is the festival where almost all the beers served were either brewed by, or the brewing was spearheaded, by women. Pink Boots Society is a group that promotes the inclusion of women at all levels of the brewing industry. Not just brewers, but bartenders, marketers, sales reps, etc. Some of you will ask why do we need groups like Pink Boots. That means you haven't paid attention to the craft beer Twitter or any craft beer insider news. Too often, my Twitter news feed is filled with news that someone within the craft beer industry has said or done something misogynistic, racist, homophobic, etc. There are too many beer names like Panty Dropper to count, even today. Sometimes the craft beer world doesn't seem so welcoming to anyone not white and male. Pink Boots is helping fight that fight and dispel the notion of craft beer being only for guys. If I hadn't screwed up the original intro, you would have heard Aaron passionately stating why groups like Pete Boots exist. He is the father of a beautiful seven-month-old daughter who already loves barley and the husband of a wife who loves beer. This matters to him as it should for all of us. Think of inclusion like this. The craft beer industry is like a large round table. I was thinking King Arthur and Aaron went with Justice League. Inclusion is adding chairs to that table and not taking any away. There is room for everyone in craft beer. We want craft beer to get to the ideal that craft beer has no gender, no race, and no sexual orientation. On to the show.
1: He knows how to work this thing i don't exactly. so uh <laughs> hey guys it's aaron we're uh coming back at beard of femme i'm sitting here with carol carol what's your last name wagner wagner carol wagner uh appreciate you being on the show uh founder and owner of bold missy brewing in charlotte north carolina uh so how's the festival going for you so far oh
2: it's been terrific we've had a great experience so far it's always so fun to uh celebrate uh women in brewing with the pink boots
1: oh yeah it's and, a fantastic uh, you know, organization
2: absolutely it's perfect for us because our whole theme is to celebrate women and women's accomplishments so to be able to highlight we made it in Beer just a, a great thrill. It's a lot of
1: fun. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, this is really is kind of an event tailor made for you guys. It really That's is right. kind of your thing. That's I mean, right. yeah. so uh, the Bold Missy Brew Festival coming yes. to you from uh, Highland, Brewing. That's Brug. right. You're <laughs> <welcome>. <laughs> so we've uh, had your head brewer, Carly, on the show a couple of times. Uh-huh. Uh, she's been absolutely spectacular. But yeah, she's tell great. me a little bit about the journey of starting Bold Missy, how you really got that vision, and how things really kind of took off from there.
2: Sure. Well, I started off at Anheuser-Busch. I was there for about, there for about 10 years. And uh, I was in sales, and when InBev came in and bought them, I got restructured out. And so I hear
1: that has happened a few times.
2: It's happened a few times, yes. But I was on my first wave, so I went to work for another local Charlotte company, Snyder's Lance. Oh, very nice. Yeah, Lance if you're tracker. if
1: you're in the uh, yeah, area, uh, of Charlotte, Snyder's you are very pretzels, familiar. That's right. Yes. Many exactly. a drunk night uh, reaching into a bowl of Snyder's pretzels. Absolutely. And, yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Probably a tosti on the road. You never know. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went to work for them, and I was on a uh, pub crawl probably about five years ago now on South End during Craft Beer Week. And I was at Triple C, and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to start my own brewery. I want to be able to um, you know, start my own brewery and try to see what I can do to take a little bit of share away from Anheuser-Busch, even if it's a drop. It I, I love it. the fact that this is one <laughs>
1: elaborate revenge project. I yes, I, I kind of respect very... <laughs> that on a twisted sort of level. That's <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I
2: thought of it being a revenge tragic, but it, it is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: feel like you should calculate down the exact amount of market share that Bold Missy Brewing has yes. in the overall U.S. market and just smile at that number. That's
2: right. I kick my feet up. Take a <laughs> look at, all I have to do is look at overall um, you know, declines in beers of domestic beers versus the craft beer business. You know, craft beer business is up 8%. And overall, overall beer market itself is down, you know, one one to two percent. So it's an exciting time to be in craft beer. It, re-
1: it really is. Yeah, I think it's, it's been kind of a. Uh, tr- I mean, even though you know millennials are basically killing everything, or yeah. so we've been told time and time again, uh, it's it's wonderful to see that craft beer really does. It really has resonated with a whole generation, and yes. to see people like yourself uh, being able to bring good beer, which all is right. really what all this is about. Well, it's
2: about bringing good beer, but also you know, bringing uh, being authentic and genuine, and that's really what resonates with a lot of people especially Millennials so you know it's it's a perfect fit for that for that uh, trend
1: nothing like a little awesome authenticity so that's right. so tell me a little about the beer that you guys actually uh, brought here with you today so pretty much every brewery down there yeah. has brewed something up special it's one of the things that sure. makes this festival so much fun yes. is Pretty much every brewery has something unique. You're not going to be able to find anywhere else or at least nowhere before this. And right. for a lot of these beers, you're not going to be able to find them at all after this event. So right. tell, tell me a little about what you guys brought.
2: So we took our Conquer the Route chocolate stout. And Conquer the Route was named for Allison Levine. She was the captain of the first all-women's team to try to summit Everest. So that was the base of our kind, beer. Kind
1: of a big deal. She is kind of a big deal. By the way, fun. I like the pun that you made, the base. Yeah, it was yeah. in base camp. I see what you did there. I see what I, you I did you there.
2: I'm really not that funny. Uh, n- neither am I, but I pretend <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. I play one on TV. So anyway, so we took Cocker the Route, and then we um, we add a raspberry to it, um, give it a, an amazing flavor. And uh, one of the funny things that we're famous for is our Glitter Beer Trapper Keeper. Yeah, you
1: is, guys definitely made some waves yeah. pretty much nationwide when you did that. We and did. There were a lot of uh, people howling that it's a gimmick, and you right. know, and, and I understand that from a degree, but if it is a gimmick, it's a hell of a gimmick. And the important thing is that the yeah. beer, the underlying beer is good. And right. we were talking about this on the, uh, the walk up to the actual space where we're sure. recording. That beer is good, and when you can have a good beer, and the beer that I'm drinking right now is good, and when you can have a good beer and also make it fun and light and get people entertained and and making an experience, that's something special.
2: Absolutely, it's all about creating an experience and enjoying it, and so we added glitter to the uh, raspberry chocolate stout, and so we named it uh, Walking After Midnight, Patsy Cline, I've got my Patsy Cline t-shirt it, love on it. today. Super stylish. She's, uh, she's always been a bold Missy, you know, in the country music uh, business. So <laughs> and we are in the excited. south, we so it's appropriate, started. it's appropriate. We're walking out to midnight out here <laughs> in
1: Asheville. Well, I absolutely love it and it's really cool to be able to see kind of a dark glittery beer. It almost looks like uh
2: mesmerizing, isn't it? It like, really kinda of is. It reminds our, I me wish of our like the audience can see
1: it. Yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna describe a bunch of things yeah. that you guys can't see just yeah. to really unicorns drive home the fact that you out should out be there. here, guys. Right.
2: rainbows, Yeah, there's literally
1: a rainbow with a tiny unicorn sliding down it going into my beer. You can't see it, but trust I can't me, see trust it, me. But
2: it's awesome.
1: <laughs> but it really does it looks almost like frozen hot chocolate, which I absolutely yeah. love. But uh yeah, well I appreciate you being on the show, we'll Carol. Have an excellent time uh, at the so festival much. and uh, yeah, yeah thanks so much again. thank you
2: for the opportunity cheers, All right, cheers.
3: hey
1: sounding hey. great say your full name please
3: melissa Burdo.
1: i was hoping for a middle name and mother's maiden name and social melissa security Sue number but that also works Bruno. are we up and running oh yeah so we're already recording thanks ryan dick <laughs> so uh hey guys we want to welcome back to the show melissa bruno all-star one of my favorite people in beer don't don't let it don't let it go to your head
3: thanks
1: for listening oh no one's listening this is just this is just for our benefit so My favorite. <laughs> so, uh, Melissa, you had a key role in helping to uh, get this whole event kind of arranged, planned, set up. You've been a key figure in the Pink Boots for a while. It's one of the reasons we asked you to be on to speak about the uh, Beard of Femme Festival just a few weeks ago. So tell me a little about your role in this, how things kind of got set up, and what you've been doing.
3: Yeah, so there are uh, core four of us that have been meeting regularly, putting in a lot of time. Ah, uh, the four
1: horsewomen, gotcha. Yes, uh,
3: just doing the logistics of the festival is a lot more work than you think it would be. Um, it's almost like, maybe, uh,
1: you know, having a whole bunch of brewers with their own scheduled small businesses, uh, and other business is, needs would be like herding cats or
3: it, Oh, it's like herding kittens with a wet noodle. <laughs> um, but I, I mainly did. A,
1: <laughs> that yes, might be the best exactly description I've it. ever heard, um, but you're 100% right.
3: Yeah, so Caroline uh, Smith from Lolliman Brewing, she is our uh, chairwoman. She's great. She's the financial lady. She's the one with the vision that delegates us all. Uh, Natalie Anderson, also. Of uh, Brewing, she is our brewery liaison so she handles everything brewery wise uh, Katie Smith has been an absolute rock star she is a brewer here at Highland and she has been wonderful just doing all the little things that need done that you wouldn't think about ice bathrooms signs uh, and doing that on
1: top of making some of the best beer you're gonna yes, find anywhere is really beer. incredible
3: Um, And then I gotta give a shout out to Leah uh, Reynas, also our volunteer coordinator, because this wouldn't be able to go off so smoothly without all the volunteers that have graciously offered their time uh, to come to this festival and not drink and make sure all of our guests are having a great time.
1: And that's exactly why I didn't volunteer, you lost me at not drink. Uh, there's so much uh, incredible beer here. I mean, like, just looking around, we've already had a few, uh, sitting on something right now from uh, Lenny Boy, there's Spark Joy, uh, Vanilla Kolsch. So uh, tell me a little about, uh, Mother Earth is here, which is the oh, company yes. you work for. Tell yeah. me a little about uh, what you did in a more, you know, personal professional capacity and, and you know so, what you guys brought.
3: So yeah, Mother Earth brings Western North Carolina uh, sales rep, and today, we, uh, for today, we brewed a beer Uh, that I like to call Althea's Revenge, which uh, is basically a triple berry uh, tart saison brewed with uh, jasmine, lemongrass, and we played copious amounts of the Grateful Dead. Hence the name, (laughs) Althea's Revenge.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure it absorbed into the beer itself. That's really the key. I mean,
3: that's that's why it's so good, because all of those ingredients were able to jive together because they were listening to Jerry's sweet voice (laughs) the whole time.
1: Well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, uh, they say that if you play music for plants, then plants grow better. Beer is made from plants, then the only thing that I can derive from that is that if you play music while it's fermenting, it will be better beer.
3: Uh, fun fact, I took a recent tour of uh, White Labs uh, here in Asheville, and they are doing experiments with cultivating yeast to different music. So they one is listening to like heavy metal, one's listening to classical, one's listening to a jam band. And they're seeing, like, what grows better and, like, seeing what's going on there. I just
1: so. love the idea that the one listening to Heavy Metal spits out tons of alcohol, but yeah. it's <laughs> utterly undrinkable. Yeah. It's just a hateful, spite-filled yeast. Yes. That's exact. That would be so good. Oh, my God. I, I, it's, uh, White Labs is doing so much fun stuff, and it's one of the beautiful things about being up here in Asheville. I mean, this is such a cool city. If anybody, yes. any of our listeners have never been here, I mean, there's a reason it's Beer City USA. Uh, sorry, Burlington, Vermont. I, I know you took the title this year, but we, we know who the OG is. Yeah, we really. I mean, there's.
3: I was just hearing last night there's, like, five more breweries slated to open here in Asheville in the next, like, two months.
1: They're really seeing kind of a second wave of growth. For, yeah. for a few years, they're kind of – Stagnate is the wrong term because the ones that were here were still doing fantastic. Yeah. But uh, it's really kind of fun to see a new wave of young hungry brewers who are weaned on the green men. They're weaned on, you know, Wicked Weed pre-buyout. They're weaned on, uh, you know, all, all these breweries that really kind of built the scene here originally. Yes. Uh, like Highland, like the, the facility that we're in. And
3: I mean, this is they're the doing old things. Highland is the oldest brewery second oldest i believe second oldest second
1: oldest in the state and they're the oldest in asheville 1994 they were founded weeping Rash was 86 but that's a huge gap there but to be one of those ogs that kind of came in alongside old hickory and carolina brewery and
3: they still carry the accolade of uh, asheville's first brewery which i think is huge
1: i mean considering the wealth of quality beer and just how important this city is to beer culture throughout the country i mean that that is something we can't forget and even if you don't Throw back a whole lot of Gaelic ale anymore. It's it's important to keep in mind Very that nice. now is that a the fantastic beer? IPA
3: is wonderful. Uh, Katie uh know who I mentioned earlier has been just making some wonderful beers on that pilot system
1: between um, Holly and Katie man the the the, the sheer the sheer number yeah. like the quality of brewers that they have had here even with some turnover that's always the tough thing you see yeah. turnover in brewers the big worry is always is the quality gonna drop off Highlands still turn out fantastic stuff and if you haven't tried any of the rotating series guys it's, yeah, it's absolutely incredible I mean, you know
3: people don't like to think of, Highlands like not the new kid on the block And so I think it gets forgotten about a lot but they are they're one of the most clean consistent breweries um, that you're gonna find out
1: there. That's one of the hardest things there is to do I mean anytime people talk about Anheuser-Busch and boy we have tons of problems with Anheuser-Busch which we have spoken about copiously on this show but they have some of the best brewers in the world and the reason I say that isn't because the beer is something I'd want to drink but to make beer that clean and that drinkable on a day in day out basis is virtually impossible. Yes. So for them to be able to do that on a smaller more artisanal scale here and make beer that is more fun to drink it, it really is impressive it's not i mean the wongs really should be proud and the people they have under them are absolutely incredible
3: absolutely. i i mean i couldn't agree more with everything you yeah. just said which is not <laughs> usually the no, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you and me we are. Uh, sometimes, respectfully, heads. But oh, yeah,
1: well, you were one of my absolute favorite people to argue with yes. absolutely pointlessly and respectfully I, online.
3: I and I would say <laughs> good
1: With love, with love. <laughs> uh, so, tell me about what is uh, one of the things that you are the most looking forward to with regards to Beer to Femme, how this is all playing out, and just the, the thing you're most excited about this festival. So.
3: One thing that's really been cool with this festival is watching it grow. So we're in our third year now, and it has grown every year. You know, I'm pretty involved in Pink Boots. I like to think I know a lot of the key North Carolina female, um, you know, brewing people.
1: Beer professionals.
3: Yeah, and every year I meet new people that I never knew. You know, we're in it. They're awesome women that are just kicking ass, you know, at their breweries. Um, and so this year we actually are in the running. Uh, USA Today picked us as a potential top 10 brewery in the country. Which top 10 Beer Festival. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Beer Fest. It's been a long day. Yeah, it's
1: almost like you've been working on an entire beer festival and, uh, or something. Yeah,
3: so uh, one of the top 10. So if you love Beer to Femme and want to support um, the North Carolina uh, women in beer, go to the USA Today. Um, website. There's a link on there. You can vote once a day for Beard Femme. I really want to be number
1: one. Um, I've been doing my part. I've been voting for you guys every day you, since you guys you, announced yeah. that. Uh, you know, I shared it on Facebook, so it's basically the same thing. The same. You know? I mean, but my thoughts and prayers are with you. It's
3: like clicking going on the event.
1: <laughs> oh, but man. So, so yeah, he's definitely.
3: He's actually going.
1: Is it really? <laughs> Oh man, so definitely guys, uh, go ahead and vote for Beer to Femme. I mean, a, a festival like this that's supporting a good cause, supporting some fantastic beer, I mean, it's a unique concept.
3: I will add, um, Beer to Femme is one of the only festivals, and I believe it's the only festival on that list, that 100% of the proceeds, not just a portion, but 100% of the proceeds from this festival will go to the Pink Boots Society, so we don't keep any of it. We, we pay for things like ice electricity this is the
1: coolest fundraiser i think i've ever seen in any kind of industry they
3: donate their product they donate you know um huge shout out to abs commercial supply as our title sponsor Um, they have been awesome to really help get this thing off the ground so christy and scott we love you thank you for being awesome partners um, oh, and also they're raffling off a two hundred and fifty dollar brew supply gift card here.
1: Hey guys, if you are involved in any capacity in the beer industry, that is uh, that's exactly what you want to get involved with. So I that mean,
3: is, yeah, I mean they're great people. They make great products, and not only are they kind enough to help us get this festival off the ground, but they're like I said, they're also just raffling off a two hundred and fifty dollar gift card from one of the breweries here. And because why that's not? Amazing, you know.
1: Because so. why not? I mean, support your local breweries, support your local beer culture, support the women who are helping to make this industry as incredible as it is.
3: Yes,
1: yes. Hey, well, Melissa, so. I want to thank you for being on the Thanks show. It's a pleasure as always. So, yeah, get back down there and uh, get to keeping this thing running smoothly. So far, it's been a hell of a time.
3: Yeah, but you got to sleep when I'm dead, you know?
1: <laughs> That's uh, slightly morbid, but let's roll <laughs> with it. Cheers. Thanks so
3: much.
4: Back here on Cheers, show at the uh, Beer to Film Festival in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, sitting down with two uh, non-films. <laughs> like, these are There's a lot of beautiful women in this room right now, and we <laughs> yes. we, we sit down with the two ugliest dudes <laughs> yeah. in the room. Non-fem was,
5: is definitely going on my business card from now on. Was, Aaron Gore non-fem yeah. and World of Leprechaun. I, I was it. slightly yeah. confused seeing these guys walk up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be so, honest.
4: Little little bit different of a segment on this one. little bit different. Uh, so, yeah, sitting down with uh, Ryan Moses and uh, Aaron Gore or uh, Goran. It's, it's
1: Oren, Goran. Goran Gorin as, we, go bit of <laughs> of Gorin, as we like to call him on the show.
4: It's Oren, Goran. Sitting down with these guys. Uh, they do uh, Between the Pints podcast, and they came up here to uh, get some uh, interviews themselves. So we thought we'd sit down and kind of do a collab, our first like oh my radio. Go-
1: oh my God, yeah. this is like such a big deal. Uh, I'm it's, like, like, it's like going straight to my head and shit. <laughs> it's, right? like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
4: a collab, it's cool. a podcast collab. Uh, uh, so okay. let, let's talk about y'all's podcast real quick. What, what's, uh, what was the genesis behind it, and kind of what do you, uh, what do you guys do with the show?
1: Oh man, oh. so it was, yeah, I was about to say, do you want to take this one? Because it really kind of started in your brain, Ryan, and then kind of evolved from there.
6: Well, it came out. I was uh, have a blog, and I nice was Nice blog, by the way. <laughs> yeah, very good. And I was trying to come up with, there were other things I wanted to say within the world of craft beer that I couldn't just. Couldn't write out. Couldn't write out and couldn't yeah. like bounce off myself. So I came up with the idea of a podcast and I uh, started going through my brain of who in the Charlotte beer world that I know I think would be good at a podcast, and I came up with this guy. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a, that's a very generous way of saying that. He came to me and he said, yeah, you're the loudest guy I know. I feel like you'd be able to fill yeah. up dead air. So yeah. how about yeah. you do that? I'll do all the philosophical stuff. I'll talk about the actual, like, business of craft beer and – you can just go there and be your usual hammy self and make it mildly entertaining for no one but you. So so far, so good. It's been working out pretty well. It's usually we, how uh, podcasts go. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. That's yeah, uh, yeah. pretty much why they got you on, Wheezy. <laughs> 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 yo, I'm, anyway.
5: yo, I'm having a hard time hearing Aaron. Is yeah. that, is that yeah. just me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it here. Which okay, might literally okay.
1: be the only time in my life anyone's had hearing Well, I know. Well, the, yeah, yeah
5: it's, it's not a problem because if you're not carrying on that mic, you're carrying on all of our mics. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't the matter. The
1: important thing is that it echoes <laughs> through. Now you see why I do. I don't even have a mic when we actually record the podcast. I just yell and you know, I like mix it. it up on Ryan.
5: Yeah, you're, you're the uh, you're, you're the the guest speaker who comes into the house is like g- gives gives the microphone two seconds before they're like, nah, fuck, yeah, forget I'm it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going to speak out loud.
6: Yeah, literally like the first couple of months of doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, the first couple of that. months of doing the podcast, that we'd get like friends go, yes, yeah, nice, it's good. But um, uh, when Aaron starts talking, I have to turn the radio down really low. Which and is funny we- because <laughs> most
1: of my friends said the opposite. and said, when Ryan starts talking, i got to turn the radio up really high. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not half bad. Are we are we all balancing everything? Yeah, Jay, I think it's you're, okay. You're looking you're looking really good, guys. <laughs> yeah.
5: Guys, can we get? I think it's up? I I'm think his so... voice is just weird. I I can't hear him in my headphone. I'll be honest. No, I can't hear him. I get yeah. a whole lot of uh, it's
1: just
5: weird. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I don't know everybody I faces. don't know
4: what it is, but you're you're yeah. super loud in my in my level, so we're gonna keep it <laughs> where it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If the levels work,
5: yeah. that's all we gotta pay attention to. <laughs> right, right on. You guys have a good beer
4: today or what? Oh, yes, we, we had have. some
1: fantastic yeah. ones. We had a uh, sour gruit from uh, uh, High, High Branch. High Branch, absolutely that was absolutely yes. spectacular. Oh, I didn't try know, that. pick up hints of rosemary, hints of herbs. It's nice to see uh, breweries really picking up the style of gruit and the tradition of gruit. You know, a few hundred years after it kind of went out of fashion, people forget to realize that bittering herbs have been around for absolute ages and. You know, hops are a relatively are new phenomenon, yeah. so seeing some breweries doing some fun stuff and doing something that has a really kind of a culinary bend in the modern age has been yeah. an absolute blast.
5: Yep, I agree. I agree.
1: And TJ's doing some of the absolute best beer in North Carolina right now. Yes, he is.
4: He's, Hands uh, down. he's, he's the Patriots of Charlotte beer. Hands down. <laughs> we, uh, I'll,
5: I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be completely bluntly honest. We've, uh, we've been discussing doing a hazy IPA at uh, Southern Strain. Uh, to all the cool kids are doing it. Well, we're all so, off the later too, I swear to God, every uh, every time we have a conversation about it, or well, not every time. The last time we had a conversation about it, though, we were like, "All right, if we do this, yeah, you know, how are we going to pull this off?" And uh, and Bart goes, "Well, we we'll, we'll just name it TJ, and everyone will drink
1: it. <laughs> call it, call it, call it
4: the juice and capital oh. T." Capital J, yeah, yeah, there it is. and it's called The yeah. Juice. Yeah. Genius. Genius. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, that's a little of that marketing right there. Yeah. It's almost like he sells beer or something. Yeah. I'm going to give hey, him that for free. I'm going to give Southern Australian that for free. I'm
4: not going <laughs> to charge you for that. Okay, I'm gonna charge you for the next one. That beer. idea that's free, you we'll have to. Hey, uh, Ford, I
1: don't know if you heard. Uh, Artisan Beverage carries Oxbow. I hear they're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty good yeah, yeah, I've heard about it. What they got good Oh do. man, so how, how about you guys? You had anything good today? Anything really been catching your interest? Festival like this, kind of a dizzying array of fantastic beers. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to get elsewhere.
4: The um, Ford uh, is uh, literally
1: stress? looking nope. at the map right now to remind us. Archetype,
4: so. I, I haven't had too many, but the ar- Archetype has a. Uh, Raspberry Berliner. I want to say Kettle yeah. Sour Raspberry. Sounds right.
1: um, Oh, it, it tastes like raspberry juice. It was yeah, it was good. Fantastic. Had yeah. that one Perfect so far.
4: Um, really haven't had much. Oscar Blues down here has got a Goza uh,
1: that was pretty tasty. Goza before Bros. I don't know why they didn't call it Goza before Bros. I really felt like that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. 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 That's uh, right, Oscar uh, <laughs> Blues. Shots fired across the bow. Someone <laughs> will get that one.
5: I yes. <laughs> uh, uh, tri- uh, Cigar tri- City's coming out with that next yeah. week. Triskelian Brewing.
6: I've
5: yeah, not yet? tried anything from Triskelion yeah, yet so they're out of Hendersonville right and yeah. yep and they have got a um, uh, a mango uh ipa i believe like yeah a, like a double mango ipa yeah. they're over um, in the
6: corner with southern pines and 26 acres so i ha- haven't got to them yet it's,
5: it's delicious like, yeah. if, if, i mean if you're into that, man- yeah. that that high octane mango business i love that you just like
1: basically you. did the beer equivalent of like not that there's anything wrong with that you know? <laughs> Well, <I> mean, you <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing you know pretty all right. Now, it's been a hell of a festival so far. Yeah. I mean, There's definitely a good crowd here, but it doesn't feel overly crowded. I mean, looking at the space, it's it's a tight space, and I think that's easy enough to admit, but it's got a good flow. Everybody yeah. seems to be having a good time. There's been some absolutely spectacular beers on, and seeing a lot of these badass women just turning out some really, really good product has sure. been really fun it to is, watch.
5: It is, it is, really, nice. Yeah, it I is think, really nice.
6: Yeah, I think it's what happens when you have a festival that has a good point behind it, not just a festival for people to come and and to get drink. sloshed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the flow is a little bit better and the everyone's happy to be here and they're yeah. not just looking just to get drunk.
5: Yeah. And I, and I know the point of this festival and the point of Peak Boots and everything is to bring girls up to the you know to the top of head brewers. You know like like when you think about a brewery, you should think about not the question it's, 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 it should be it's, 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 some dude as a brewmaster yeah. it should be who is the brewmaster shouldn't, shouldn't be just your bearded dude in the flannel like that's that's <laughs> that's, 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 that's the beer guy I, yeah. I, I feel personally attacked right now by the way well uh, i'm right. sorry uh, but i mean we, think, all, we all do
1: exactly yeah pretty much everybody who looks like us does but yeah,
5: uh, yeah but the point is there's a yeah. lot of talent in these crews and let's let's call them what they are i mean they're gangs right breweries are gangs full of <laughs> full of people that've got all the right Mentalities jumping towards them. All right, listeners,
1: if you do not get a West Side Story production done with nothing but the uh, personnel from local <laughs> oh, breweries, no, no. I will be furious. Yes. Oh no no no, no no! Somebody no. out there. Warriors. Yeah. War- oh. ah. <laughs> Warriors. Warriors coming that to be dream. Good. That's good. <laughs> like
4: that would be that. a good one. Well, so is y'all's uh, next episode this episode or what? Next episode is yes. gonna be
1: this episode. That's gonna be releasing uh, probably Thursday. Yeah, it should, be Thursday. Uh, yeah it should be out. And, uh, we've been doing a series of short pours as well it's kind of our mini episodes we've been doing kind of across the country at this yeah, point cause. just recorded one in Dothan Alabama of all places uh, last week we you were in Dothan, Dothan on purpose uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my sister-in-law was getting married we went out there to help her plan the wedding her fiance's from Dothan so here's the thing about Dothan if you so, like cows so. and you don't like people it's a great place to go yeah. But they have one fantastic brewery uh, Jeremy Pate's out there he's Uh, Old school, kind of came up in the same circles, was really good friends with uh, Wayne from Cigar City. Head for opening up the uh, Canarchy Collaboration Space Uh, right here in Asheville. Collaboratory? Yeah, the Collaboratory. Still one of the best names I've ever heard, so... Uh, yeah, it was great to interview him, kind of, you know, get the word out there on folklore brewing and meadery, yeah. and, you know, talk about places place that's outside of our uh, own backyard.
4: Right on. Nice. If yeah. you want to find the podcast, where can they, uh, what, what's it called? Where is it?
1: So it's Between the Pints podcast. You guys can find us at www.betweenthepints.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at liquidassets.blog or at the Carolina Beer Temple in Charlotte. Yep. Ryan, where can they find you?
6: Hey, there at beercounselor.net, and I'm also doing things, starting to write some stuff for medium.com, too. Cool. Right on. Yeah. And Ryan
5: Roy. What was your role in um, Aaron's uh, sister's wedding? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I was actually
6: busy with a six-week-old baby, so I did oh. not go. Are you uh, you're new, your new dad? dad? Yes, <laughs> that's Ryan. kind of why we haven't had as many podcasts. Right, congratulations, in the last few weeks. Yeah. We, we got yeah. a
1: six-week-old and seven-month-old between us. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys, uh, all serious? sorts
5: of fun. So right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheers yeah, I'm,
4: I'm still. Way to go, Jay. Get to work. It's easy. People do it by accident all the time.
5: Jay's still planting
1: seeds.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we just got pulled
1: from uh, from Apple Pot. uh, All All right. right, There we go. We're going
4: to take a break here. Appreciate the guys coming on. We're going to take one last break, and then we'll come back, and and we'll uh, close out shop here at uh, Beer Defend Festival in Asheville at Highland Brewing. Be right back. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Hey guys i'm back and i'm here with richard cox from the well crafted documentary richard how you doing today i'm doing pretty
7: good thanks man
1: it's been a hell of a uh, festival so far so yeah uh, tell me a little about well crafted and really uh what the goal is and what the aim is and what the uh, documentary is all about
7: wow sure so well crafted is a project of the uncg university libraries what we're doing is it's sort of twofold we're documenting the history of brewing in north carolina and we've traced that as. I think further back than anyone else has. We've gotten back to 1756 in Bethabara, professional brewing. And we're also just looking at brewing and craft brewing today in this state and talking to different people involved with brewing, brewers and brewery owners to sort of tell their stories in their own way and add that to the story that is this $2 billion industry with a B in North Carolina.
1: And it is one of the things I think a lot of people who are super into beer these days do kind of lose sight of is the fact that this didn't spring out from nothing in 2004. This didn't spring out from nothing in 1967. Like This sure. has been an ongoing tradition going back as far as human history, and especially even here in North Carolina, uh, right in our own backyard. Yeah, There is an existing tradition of well-crafted, artisanally brewed, sometimes home-brewed, literally just for home consumption, beer going sure. back about as long as North Carolina has been around. I Absolutely. It's definitely an ongoing tradition. Prohibition was more a stop in that than it was necessarily, you know, the start of something new. So Right. Tell me a little about how you became involved in this project.
7: Well, I was one of the three one of the three people who actually started the project. Um, we we used to do we well we still do these um, projects out of our archives where we'll go into local breweries, um, Gibbs 100 in Greensboro being the main one.
1: Doing some fantastic beer up there in Greensboro. Holler out to uh, Gibbs 100.
7: Absolutely. And um, so we'll set up different things, generally non-beer related in the brewery. Um, But as we started looking at it, we started thinking, well, why aren't we doing anything actually with the brewing industry itself? Because we don't want it to be an industry. uh, First off, we love the industry and the people in it. But also, we don't want to be neglected like some of the other major industries in North Carolina have been like textiles and tobacco and furniture, for example, they're all like sort of going away. And what do we really have to talk about, you know, what do we really have documenting how important they were at the time that it was happening? I mean, we're here right now while the brewing industry is booming. I mean, look at the people here today and how vital it is. And and vibrant,
1: and I I think that's one of those things that a lot of people lose sight of is they look at the industry and they say look at how incredible it's doing, look how strong it's doing, why do we need to focus so much on uh, recording the history of it, and I think that's missing the point entirely point of history and I'm, I'm a huge history buff, even beyond beer but I, sure. my particular focus and, and my particular love but as evidenced by the hops and barley <laughs> on my freaking arms is beer and right. this is the time to record it because when you think to record it later it might be too late. Right. I mean you want to have those records you want to be able to look back and you know whether beer stays as, as vital and as energetic as it is now whether it eventually fades away and proves to be ephemeral, it's important to remember that. It's important to document that. It's important to have a living record of it. Right.
7: Because there's going to be change one way or another. And, you know, a great example I have is- You take
1: that back. Hazy IPAs are forever.
7: I think there are a lot of people who believe that. (laughs) Um, So there's, no, I mean, a great example is, you know, there was a brewery called Loggerhead Brewing in Greensboro back in the 90s. It was actually the fifth brew pub in the state and this is back when there were brew pubs and not breweries so
1: oh so right ryan's <laughs> off mic right now and he's just like i remember that brewery See, oh
7: well i need to talk to you history, then there no. We go. <laughs> no so so this was in the 90s when it was brew pubs right and it was the fifth in the state which makes it it's early but it went out of business after five years and what kind of records actually are there? So, one of the things I've been doing is just trying to dig and scrape and scratch. There was no internet. So, I've pieced things together from. Wait, wait,
1: wait. There was a time before the internet? <laughs> well, let me rephrase. You take that back, sir. Take- All right. I'm a web
7: guy. So, I'll say there was an internet, but it wasn't the current internet. Yeah.
1: So, we were hopping on Usenet. There, exactly.
7: <laughs> Usenet, exactly. So, I mean, I've been spending time trying to scrap it together, but I mean, it's, it's work. And so, the question is. You know, we have over 300 breweries in the state right now. Some of, I mean, let's be honest, they're not all going to be here. And that's well, part of the story as well. And, and
1: that is, and that's a sign of maturation. And, and not only maturation, but also of experimentation too soon. I mean, you, right. a lot of people who especially are, are deep into beer history, they'll, they'll point, everybody knows the point to anchor brewing when you're talking about really sure. the first craft brewery in the sense that we think of it today. Everybody knows the point to Sierra Nevada really as being the one who built the model of craft brewery we think right. of today. A lot of people either don't remember or don't really understand the significance of this new Avalon. Right. Which they were really, even before Sierra Nevada, really kind of formed the concept of the modern craft brewery. They were just too early into the game, but the groundwork they built, the example they set inspired people. People who we may not realize have such a direct connection to it in their own minds and in their own inspiration. Having a record of that, being able to point back and Point to the things that didn't work as well
7: as the things that did is, is vitally important to understanding how we got to where we are today. Sure, I mean, if you look at, I mean, one brewery we're, we're, we were looking at right now, we're talking with that has gone out of business. Um, one of the things that other breweries have, because we found out because other breweries were coming to us and saying, look, do you have their stuff? Or have you talked to them about their records because they are one of the first ones to pull out with a kitchen. And as you know, there's a trim of that now. So they could look back and see, what they did, how it worked, what Am did I it gonna work. going
1: to be able to get you to say on the podcast who that is?
7: It's Mystery Brewery. Yeah,
1: Eric is a great dude. Great Eric, Eric's
7: awesome. We're really hoping to work yeah. with him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, if, you
1: wanna, if you want a guy who's an absolute fond of information, not about just beer history. I know he's been on like a uh, second yeah. like history class. He's done actual beer podcasts uh, regarding the history of the industry as well. I mean, he, he is a hell of a resource. Yeah, he's an amazing
7: guy. And that's the thing. Mystery was a great brewery. So you're looking, I mean, so you're looking at these things like both you know something happened there we need to you know it's important to the industry to understand that and if we don't document mystery an important brewery led by an important person in the industry it will vanish
1: and i do think that is an excellent point i mean if you don't understand how the thing if you don't understand the things that form the foundation how you got here how are you supposed to know how to proceed forward how are you supposed to know what history not to repeat i mean yeah if we forget our history we repeat it pretty classic cliched phrase, but it right. does provide an excellent example of why it is important to document. So, well, the actual documentary itself, uh, tell me a little about the format of it. Uh, do you guys have kind of a timeline in mind on how that's going to come
7: about? Um, well, uh, to be honest, it's not a single documentary. It's it's sort of interesting because we're, in, we're an archive. So what we're really doing is we're recording the stories as they are. We're getting the materials as they're offered by the breweries and doing research. And we rely on others to start, you know, historians and other types of researchers actually take our primary resources we're collecting and turn them into documents, documentaries. So we have some documentarians that are already looking at trying to take some of our um, interviews and turn them into documents for PBS online. Um, Pink Boots has already used, uh, we've already pulled together with them some of our interviews and made a nine minute, uh, I guess you could call it a document, but a nine minute video about the importance of Pink Boots to women in the craft brewing industry in North Carolina. Um, We've started a craft brewery, it's called the Brewing History Consortium. It's a national consortium of researchers in beer nationally that we started with the Oregon Hops and Brewing Archive. So what we're doing is setting the groundwork for historians in the future and currently to do research on this field and understand more about it. So we're sort of the starting point for people to build upon.
1: Yeah, giving people the resources so that they're not trying to reinvent the wheel before they can even start.
4: Exactly. The
7: drive. So if you want to start a museum and you want to write a book, where were you start? And you do your research on what we're doing to build what and interpret what you're doing. North
1: Carolina Beverage Museum coming soon. So uh, yeah, that's that's awesome to have resources like yourselves able to. Uh, Kim is
7: Kim is wonderful. I will totally um, vouch for the Beverage Museum. They're oh, amazing. Okay.
1: We're, we're excited as hell about that opening up and uh, about being able to preserve some of that unique beverage history. Right. Right here in North Carolina, I know a lot of states are, are seeing separate uh, movements similar to yourselves starting up as well. Uh, guys, hi- history is so important to, to all of us, whether it's beer or otherwise. And, uh, you know, if we, if we don't record it, we lose it. And, you know, you have no better way of really uh, maintaining that, retaining that, and figuring out how you got to be where you are. So. Absolutely. I want to just thank you for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it, and we're looking forward to everything you guys got to put out going forward.
7: Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate
6: it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right, everybody. This is Ryan. I am signing off from here at Beard of Femme here at Highland Brewing in Asheville, North Carolina. This was an awesome event. And if you ever get the chance, you should come up here to Highland Brewing. It is a beautiful facility, and you will have much fun here. And we're signing off because I think we're both a little bit too... We've had a little bit too much fun here at the beer festival, so... Sláinte!